Okay, let's uh, start with a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for your gifts and how we can come together and know and understand and in this way live together in unity, not always for ourselves, not always in the mix of, of the busyness of our lives, scattered and yet isolated. This way we can come together for the common good and know true communion as we take communion. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Has anybody ever here heard of the term shadow work? You know what shadow work is? Anybody? It's not fair, you're a preacher. This, by the way, is uh, Janice Smith. Uh, Janice Smith is a commissioned ruling elder. The right term. She's pastoring, she's pastoring up in Acme. Now, that's not the Acme from the, from the Coyote and Roadrunner cartoon. <laughs> everything is, max, uh, by the way, in that cartoon, everything is manufactured in Acme. Everything. Uh, it's a great town and everything. Uh, but she is here visiting with us down here. And uh, so what, what is shadow work? Okay, okay, that's kind of what we're getting at. Shadow work is things like pumping gas and assembling your own furniture, booking your own travel, pumping your own gas, um, assembling your own furniture. In years past, in the old days, which wasn't too long ago, it's been in my lifetime because I am getting younger every day, um, uh, it, 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 we used to pay people to do those things. Now we do it all for ourselves, for free. Craig Lambert has written a fascinating book called Shadow Work, The Unpaid, Unseen Jobs That Fill Your Day. Clearly, these efforts take time, lots of time. We think, oh, we do this for free. We don't have to pay anybody. But there is a cost. Shadow work also includes new duties at the office, which are constantly being downsized. At home, we go to the Internet for guidance uh, on our medical problems. We spend all kinds of hours, countless hours, coordinating in front of screens on our phones, on our computers, coordinating our kids' extracurricular activities over the past Two decades, as technology has taken off, new tasks have been crammed into our already fill and full to-do list. Sure, some might say this DIY, do-it-yourself, approach is empowering. But I would say uh, Lambert urges us to look at the consequences of the cost of all this shadow work, of this self-service. It has been said shadow work makes us not just busier, but it makes us more uh, exhausted and isolated. We are interacting more with our screens with other than with other humans. We are doing it at unreasonable hours and for an, uh, an inordinate amount of time. 
you don't have to share this mounting alarm or his nostalgia, uh, nostalgia for pumping jockeys. This is a person that was reviewing this book that I've told you to avail yourself of the very useful lens, this reviewer says, because it's pointing out that it's having a dramatic effect on our lives and on our culture. To which then we need to ask the question, or uh, the question is asked, how do we actually spend our time? It's a great question. A lot of our time is spent doing shadow work. Elizabeth Grace Saunders has written an article in the Harvard Business Review with the title, Are You Proud of How You're Spending Your Time? She urges us to stop doing what seems to be the most urgent and doing, start doing what's the most important. We're constantly living with this urgency of getting something done and turning to our technology to, because we think it's a convenience and we're being driven by it, the, this urgency, and so we're exhausted and we're isolated more and more. There is a difference between what is most urgent and what is most important. And answering that email, for example, is not really as important as attending your child's soccer game. That's true. Saunders encourages us to prioritize family and friends and take vacations. I'm preaching to myself here, gang. Stay healthy and finally know ourselves. Those are the important things. In my experience, she writes, it is so easy for us to lose track of who you are, what you enjoy, where you are in life, and where you're going, unless you purposely and intentionally take time to reflect on what's important. I would call this, the important stuff, spirit work. Not shadow work, but spirit work. The Apostle Paul has the very same concern, which is why he writes to the Christians in Corinth about the gifts of the Spirit. And he wants them to be proud of how they spend their time. And to make sure of that, he uh, wants us to focus on spirit work that they can accomplish as members of Christ. One of the dangers or the costs of shadow work for us as Christians in community is that it distracts us from spirit work. Hear Paul's words, but in the uh, New Revised Standard Version, we read the message today, and you see if you can hear this again. It says, Now concerning spiritual uh, gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were enticed and led astray by idols, to idols, that couldn't speak. Amazing, isn't it? I mean, we're going to make a connection here. It's amazing how the truths of the Bible can leap the centuries and speak to us exactly where we are. We're still enticed and led astray. Now, the idols are maybe not Greco-Roman idols, but they might be the idols of emails and text messages and phone apps and social media and websites, and those of us old school, television. Like the Christians of Corinth, we focus more on what is urgent 
than what is important. Now there are a variety of gifts, Paul says, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. Notice that Paul is not saying that spirit work is limited to a single gift or a single service or a single activity. No, there are a variety of gifts and services and activities. What unites this distinctive work is that it all comes from the same divine source, and that source is the spirit of the living God. Spirit work comes from God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and it serves the common good. When we grasp this, we move, we shift from shadow work to spirit work. And so what is spirit work, you might say? What does this work look like? Now, I want to talk about two gifts that were in that list of gifts yeah, to kind of give a demonstration of how the important this, this spirit work is. Um, it says here, Paul says this, to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. Now, a New Testament scholar, C.K. Barrett, suggests that the utterance of wisdom has to deal with ethical matters, while this utterance of knowledge includes theological matters. We need both. Ethic talks about what we should do while theology talks about what we should believe. Both doing and believing are important work, and both serve the common good. My dad used to say, and I've said this before, and I thought it originated with my dad, but I come to find out as I've been doing some reading and looked up the quote uh, that it's actually Johnny Cash. Uh, uh, he wasn't trying to fool me or anything, but anyway. Uh, my dad would pick up the importance of this balance when he would say to me, he says, you know, we have to not, uh, not be so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. Ethical actions need to support our theological beliefs. Otherwise, people rightly accuse us of what? Being hypocrites, not doing what we say not doing what we believe. That's where those two need to come together. How important it is to have solid and rock-solid belief system, but it means nothing if we don't do it. And the world sees that more than anything. More times than not, you ask a, a person outside of the walls of the church, what, you know, why don't you go to church? That bunch of hypocrites. Well, not... We're all hypocrites outside the church as well. But that's the biggest claim because we do have big claims. We, we spout big beliefs, important things. But if we don't do it, we can say we love our neighbors, but we actually have to perform works of love. We, we cannot simply believe in forgiveness. We must forgive those that hurt us. The hard work of actually doing that. That's hard. We can't only talk about justice. We need to do acts of justice. Fact is, most people don't experience the church, at, a God at church, 
according to one, one guy, his, na his name is Tom Schultz, he says people outside of the church are not, they don't experience God at church. They're not looking for, people outside the church are not looking for deep theological trivia that seems to interest a lot of preachers and maybe a lot of long-time learned churchgoers. What they really crave for is something simple and something authentic. They're dying to be reassured that God is real, that he's more than a historical figure, and that he is present today in the world and is active in the lives of people around them. That's more important than anything. Spirit work assures people that God is real. Through simple actions of the people of God, through the use of the gifts of the Spirit, they see God in reality. And how we treat each other, and how we work together, how we forgive each other, there's give and take, there's, you know, I was going to do with the kids uh, the different gifts and the different activities and things that go on in our church. You know, what's the most important? You can't answer that question. It's all important. Sometimes you don't see the gifts that are really important. They're all important. There's no better gift. Now some it makes them, they know God is real when they hear the music and the skills and the gifts that Ayana uses and brings out in others. Or when preaching happens. Or when vacuuming happens in this place. To have a beautiful place so that we can. Or serving, uh, setting up the communion. Or doing the coffee fellowship. Or leading a Bible study. Or, or visiting someone. Or praying. The two gifts that I think are so very important, not best, they're all needed. Um, I don't have necessarily have the gift of faith. There are people who have a gift that no matter what is happening, they stay, uh, still maintain belief, a strong faith. And we need that here. Then there's people that have a real gift of prayer. I have a gift of study and preaching and putting that together. I don't necessarily have the prayer life that Pansy is a prayer warrior. That's her gift. And, she, and we need that. We need to use our gifts together because then as we do that together, we become a demonstration community. What did Jesus say to his disciples when he was about to leave them? He said, um, they will know you're my disciples by your love, your authentic being a disciple. Not by your belief system or your systematic theology or your um, even your, your music, uh, you know, and, and uh, your drum sets or, or your, you know, smoke machines or uh, whatever it is that attracts people. 
It's by, it's the attraction of your authentic faith that people really crave. Trust me, they do. That God is real and active in our lives. And the important thing is the important thing. Our relationship with him and our relationship with each other. Spirit work assures people that God is real through simple actions. It shows people that God is present in the lives of the members of the Christian community. So we need to, at times, push aside shadow work. You know, those things that we think are urgent, that are so very important, even here at church, there's more important things than making sure we're doing church right is being real and there for each other. Forgiving each other, praising God together, having fellowship together, looking at each other in the eye, and um, spending the time to be real and there for each other. Our challenge is to clear away our shadow work so that the gifts of the Spirit can be put to use we can begin by turning off the screens for a while. I'm talking to myself and turning toward each other. It's only when we look at each other in the eye and engage in real conversations that we can show each other the love of God. It's hard to do. This might not seem to be the most urgent work, but it is usually the most important. The good news about spirit work, though, and here's the thing. If, you if we focus on spirit work, it energizes us, it connects us to one another. Instead of feeling exhaustion and isolation, we begin to experience inspiration and community and unity. We discover the truth of what Paul says to the Corinthians. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of one body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. Energy, uh, connection, inspiration, unity. These are the benefits of replacing shadow work with spirit work. Time well spent.